Praise the Lord, everybody. We want to thank you for joining with us on this Wednesday night and tuning in live online. We're thankful that you've chosen to do this with us tonight. We are thankful for each and every opportunity we have to share the word of the Lord with you. And I pray that you would be blessed tonight. I want to urge you to continue to lift up those in our church family who are sick and needing a touch from God, whether it be from this virus or something else of that nature. We want to pray that God would strengthen our church family, that God would strengthen our communities and give our leaders wisdom so that we can move forward. I know so many of you are ready to get back here and we are ready for you to do that, but we are trying to use wisdom. So for the time being, please remember that our services will remain online only at Sundays at 1030 a.m. and our Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. But we're thankful you're here tonight. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3, and we'll begin reading at verse 1. It says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. It was rare. And there was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. Ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was and Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, here am I for thou callest me. And he said, I call not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time and he arose and went to Eli and said here am I for thou didst call me and Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child therefore Eli said unto Samuel go lie down and it shall be if he called thee that thou shalt say speak Lord for thy servant heareth so Samuel went and lay down in his place and the Lord came and stood and called as other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Speak, for thy servant heareth. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on the subject. I am listening. I am listening. Father, right now we come before you, God, on another Wednesday night, God, here in your presence. God, I pray right now that you would anoint these lips of clay. God, that you would help me to deliver this word tonight that you have placed upon my heart for your people. God, I pray that it would find each and every ear and heart, God, and that they would hear your word tonight. God, and that their spirit too would say, I am listening. Speak to us tonight, oh God, I pray. And lead us all in the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. It is so very sad for me to see that people 
believe that they are good communicators based upon the fact that they can talk. Communicating is not simply a way for me to convey and for me to constantly speak. But communication is also an opportunity for me to hear and for me to gather information and for me to listen. The reality is many of us are not very good at listening. But many of us are very good at talking. We can sit at a table and we can talk about everything. We can talk about the weather. We can talk about the world. We can talk about politics. We can talk about our favorite foods and our favorite places to travel. We can text and talk on the phone all day, every day. But that does not make me a good communicator. It's not only about my talking. Talking while it is necessary to the communications that are taking place. It is just a part of the process. The other part I'm not sure that we are very good at, I mentioned, is listening. But you see, communication involves talking talking and actively listening. Not just listening, not just turning your ear that way, but actively listening. Tuning in to what the other has to say. If all I did every time I walked into my home and my wife said, Hey, let's let's have a talk, let's sit down and chat. And the entire time I just sat there and talked about myself and I talked about my problems and I talked about my day and I talked about the places that I went that day and I talked about the lunch that I had and my job and my friends and it was me and my and mine and everything was about me. And then I just turned around and walked out of the room never having given her an opportunity to share with me. Never giving her the opportunity to ask any questions, never giving her an opportunity to commune with me, then I could say after nine years, we would not have a very good relationship. Just because I said something to her does not mean that we communicated. Because communication takes place when I can talk and listen. This principle is the same in our walk with God. And I pray we would be a people of prayer. I know that some of you have been praying and you've been fervent in your prayers and, and, and you've sought the face of God. And I pray that over the next few weeks and months that you would continue to be a praying people. I, I, I love prayer, but prayer is not simply a one-way discussion. Prayer is not me getting down and talking to God and just pouring out my heart and talking about me and mine and what I did today and what I need from God and all of these things and never giving ear to what God has to say. If that is how I pray, then I truly do not have a prayer life. The reality is some people... They, they don't, they don't know what to pray. They don't, they don't know what to do when they're trying to figure out how we're going to go about this and, and listen to God. And, and there's some people, they don't want to listen to God because they don't want to hear what He has to say. They're afraid that if God begins to speak to them, He's going to throw, throw stones their way and He's going to shame them and put them in a bad place. But, but truly God is just saying, I just want to commune with you. I just want to talk to you. I just want to help you out. 
We want the encouragement and we want the blessings and we want all of the goosebumps. But what about when God tells us no when we're hoping to get a yes? What about when we are ready right now but God urges you to wait? What about when God decides He needs to chasten us because He loves us and He cares for us? Sometimes we think we already know what God's response is going to be and so we don't take time to listen. But it's the same as my relationship with anyone else. If I am the only one talking and I come to God just to vent and just to seek His help and just to talk about my life and my problems and all that I'm going through and my world and, and, and all of that and, and I don't ever give Him the opportunity to speak to me, I have not truly been doing my part for this relationship. Truly, I wish so badly today that we could all be better listeners. But listening requires a sensitivity. Not just hearing, but listening. You see, hearing happens. It's just, when I speak, I can hear those words. When you speak, I can hear something. But to listen means I am making a choice. I am tuning in. I am turning my head to whatever you are saying. You hear the cries of people in our world right now, but we have more people crying out, we want to be heard, than we do people crying out, we want to listen. What transformation would take place in my world and in my home and in my family or even myself if I move myself from a place that said, I want to be heard, and I transition to a place that said, I want to listen. I want to hear the voice of God. I want to hear Him speak. More than I'm concerned about anything else, I want to make sure that I have heard from God. I want to make sure that I've been given clarity. I want to make sure before I take this next step, before I do anything else, that this is God. I want to make sure that I'm in the will of God and the favor of God. Talking does not bring on more knowledge, but you can learn a lot by listening. If you don't believe me, get around some of our children and spend some time with kids. They'll teach you a few things. Their way of thinking is incredible, but could it be that part of that is that they are at the stage where they are learning they're in schools and, and, and they're growing up and their, their brains are, are, are forming in this hour and they're trying to process all of this information. And so they are learning because they are listening. They hear things that you're talking about in your home. They're at school and, and they hear the information that's being fed to them and they're processing all of this information. That's why it's so important whatever you are putting before them, you make sure it's the Word of God and positivity and joy and peace. Let them see life through that lens. Because right now they see through eyes that have yet to be tainted. They live with a heart that is yet to be broken. They think with a mind that has not been twisted. They, they have a perspective that they have on things and it's incredible and humorous at times. I can remember Remington a few years ago. He was asking about that white and black animal that would spray stuff that stunk really bad. And well, we said, that's a skunk. And he said, no, it's a stunk. And we laughed and we thought, well, yeah, that would be a much more fitting name for it. But 
The reality is he saw something and understood something. And as humor as it was, it did make a lot of sense in his mind. And even in ours, it made a lot of sense. And then he said, well, what about that one that, that has the things on its back? And when the animal tries to go get it, it throws the quills out and, and pokes them. We said, that's a porcupine. And he said, well, it ought to be called a pokepine. Again, as humorous as it was, the more you think about it, that sounds pretty good to me. There are two teachers where my wife worked and you'd hear them in the hallways as their parents were picking up their children from daycare and their mother's day out there. And you'd hear them saying, your child is so smart They could teach you a whole lot if you would listen to them. They said children are really good teachers. Listening is something, if we are very honest today, we are not very good at. But do you know it's not an art? It's not a talent. It's not an unattainable goal. It doesn't require a miracle for you to accomplish it. I don't need a higher level of education to be a good listener. I don't have to have all of these books on what it takes to be a good listener. The only thing I have to do is to make up in my mind that I'm going to make this choice to listen. To stop talking for just a moment. Quit trying to plead my case and my cause. To be willing to stop and say, whatever you've got to say, I want to hear it and I want to hear it now. God, whatever you're trying to speak to me in this hour, God, I I want to hear. I am listening. It's a decision to focus more on what God has to say than what I have to say. Please don't misunderstand me tonight. Your voice matters. Your thoughts and your prayers are so important. Your words are valuable. The Bible says that God gives ears to your cries. He hears you when you call. He comes to you when you're in the depths of despair. But what I am asking tonight is that we give God the same opportunity and allow Him to speak to us. And that when He speaks, that we could declare those words, I am listening. I've said this before, but I don't want to treat God like a landfill or a dumpster. That I just come to with all of my problems and all of my issues. And I come and I just unload it all on God and say, all right, God, thank you very much. I feel so much better now. I don't want to come to prayer meeting and I don't want to come into the house of God and come to an altar and simply pray and talk to God and just unload on Him and pour all of this out on Him and not ever give Him an opportunity to speak to me. But as long as I feel better. As long as I've moved past all of that, as long as I've laid all of that down at the altar, then I can move forward. While He will take care of all of my cares, and He has a burden for our burdens, He does all of that because He cares for us. But you hear me, God deserves better than that from me. He deserves my attention. He deserves that communion with me. He deserves my love and my worship and adoration. He deserves my ear and my heart and my mind. He deserves my all. Proverbs 20 and 12. He said, the hearing ear 
and the seeing eye. The Lord hath made even both of them. So God knows what you're capable of. He said, I made that ear. I know that you can hear with it. So, so when I speak, I'm praying that you would hear what I have to say. God's ability to speak is not limited by our range of hearing. So if we want to hear His voice, we need to learn to listen. God makes a way for you to get His Word. Now will we listen? Mark 4, 9 says, And He said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Revelations 2, 7, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelations 2.11 He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Revelations 2.29 He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Revelations 3 and 6 He that hath an ear, let him hear. Revelations 3.13 He that hath an ear, let him hear. Revelations 3.20 He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He doesn't say, if you have a mouth, speak. He doesn't say, if you have eyes, speak. No, he says, if you have ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. It is so important that you are tuned in to what God is speaking and what God is saying. Because there's going to be days where you don't see it. It's not unfolding before your eyes. There's going to be days you can't touch it. But if you can hear God, if you could hear that calling and that beckoning, if you could hear His voice call your name, if you could hear what He's speaking in this hour, it wouldn't matter if you could see it or you could touch it. As long as you could hear Him, everything is going to be alright. To he that hath an ear, let him hear. James 1 and 19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. The word listen, it's amazing, it contains the same letters just moved around as the word silent. If I'm going to listen then allow me to get into a place where I could tune out the world and and get into a quiet place, a silent place. If I can get into that place and hear what God has to say. We've heard it said before, God gave us two ears and one mouth, and that, my friend, was not an accident. May I be silent long enough for me to listen. Let me be slow to speak. Let me be slow to speak, but let me be swift to hear. Let me be quick to listen. Let me not be so quick to jump and pray and say all of these things, but but just come into the presence of God and just sit here a moment and see if He's got something to say to me without me just rushing through the motions and and praying my bedtime prayers at night. May, May we stop and settle down just a moment and say, God, before I go to bed, I know I've said all of these things 
and I've communed with you. But before I fall asleep, God, I want to know, is there anything you would like to speak to me? God, everybody else is already asleep. God, I'm here beside my bed. I'm here in my prayer closet. God, in this silent place. God, and while I am here in this silent place, I want you to know I am listening. I can keep living without listening to the news and the media. My Uncle James is a testament that you can ride in a car without listening to the radio while you're in that car. But I cannot go any further in this world or on my journey if I cannot hear God. Hear me tonight. God has not stopped moving. God has not stopped working. God has not stopped talking. But we are having problems hearing right now. Distractions are everywhere. Confusion and chaos are attacking every mind and every heart. Noises are surrounding us. And it's getting harder and harder to hear God over all of the nonsense. If we ever have been mindful about what we give ear to, it is right now. We ought to make sure that our ears are not on anything but the chest of Jesus as John, so that we can hear His heartbeat. So that we can say, God, I want to feel what You feel. I want to hear what You say. I don't want to miss a moment of this, God. And there's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of ideas. God and beliefs that are being preached and talked about and shared and articles that are shared. God, but more than any of that, I want to know what do you have to say? I want to know what does your word have to say? I want you to speak in this hour. You see, there are a lot of things that sound good to the ear, but taste bitter in your mouth. I don't want something to just sound good. I want it to be truth. I want to go to the Word of God that I know that I can stand on because every word is truth. I want to make sure I can hear Him, but I also want to know Him. We often say, His sheep know His voice. The Word says, My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, and they follow Me. The hearing of His voice is what we long for. The hearing of His voice is what helps us take that next step forward. But it's the knowing Him. It's the knowing that relationship that we have with Him. That when He speaks our name, when He calls out to us, we hear Him. But it's tied to that relationship that we have with Him. That is how we are able to follow after Him. Notice he does not attribute the sheep on their knowledge. He does not attribute them on their ability to talk or their incredible vision. He doesn't talk about their resilience. He doesn't talk about anything else, but rather their ability to hear him. Lord, above all else, let me know you and let me hear you. God, let me be so in tune and, and so close with you. Let us have such a relationship, God, that I know you and you know me. God, and I hear your voice. And when I hear you, God, I will follow after you. Our text tells us of Samuel, who was an answered prayer for a mother named Hannah. And our text said that the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord. It was there in the temple of the Lord. 
where the ark of God was. And Samuel laid down to sleep. That God called out to him. Even when you might not know him like you should. Or, or you're still young and you just haven't figured it all out yet. And, and, and you're perhaps like me. That as much as you feel like you know God and you have a relationship. There's a hunger in your heart for more. There's a desire there that's burning that says I, I want more of this. God called out to him. And in this moment may we have that same heart. That, that just is, is responding to whatever we're hearing but that we also get to the place where we know who it is that's talking to us. You see, Samuel goes to Eli and he says, yes, you, you called. And he said, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And he lies down again and he hears his name and he's quick to respond again. Eli tells him, go back to bed. Finally, Eli figures out it's the Lord that is calling him. And that's when Eli tells him, the next time he calls out to you, I want you to tell him, here I am, Lord. I'm listening. Here I am right now, Lord. And I'm listening. But you see, I find it amazing. Not only did God speak to Samuel, but He spoke to him in regards of something to do with Eli. Not only did God speak to him and show him some things, but Eli was also willing to hear what the Lord had said. He said, I want you to tell me, Samuel, what did the Lord say? And, and Samuel sitting there, I, I don't want to tell you because it's not good news. I don't want to tell you because it might make you upset. But he said, no, I, I want you to tell me. I need you to tell me what the Lord said. Even though it wasn't what he wanted to hear, he asked for that word because it was a word from the Lord. If you are not willing to listen to everything that God has to say, then eventually you won't hear anything He has to say. If you want to hear His comforting voice, you first have to be willing to listen to His convicting voice. And it is often that what we want to hear the least is what we need to hear the most. And so it was for Eli. After Samuel telling him everything God had given him, we would respond in anger and bitterness. And why would God say that to me? And I don't think it should be that way. And, and no, I don't like that. I don't want that word. I rebuke that word. But the Bible says, Eli said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seemeth him good. Whatever God says, that that's what I'm sticking with. I know it's not the way that I thought it was going to be. I know it's not the word that I wanted. But I receive it because it is of God. Let him do what seemeth him good. If God has something to say to me, I pray that it be said and I pray that I would be willing enough to listen. Even when it might not be what my flesh wants to hear, that I would be willing to say, God, I want you to speak so badly. God, I need to hear your word right now. God, even if I'm uncomfortable, even if I feel like my toes are stepped on a little bit. God, if it means my salvation. God, if it means, oh God, that my family is saved. If it means, oh God, that you're going to open up door. Whatever the case may be, it may be good and it may be bad. But whatever. Whatever it is, God, I receive your word. God is not the author of confusion. He will get his words across to you however necessary. 
Hebrews chapter 1 says, Long ago God spoke many times and in many ways. God spoke many times in many ways. He's saying God will do whatever it takes to make sure you understand, to make sure you get it. However He's got to convey it, however He's got to write it down, however He's got to say it to you, that's how He's going to communicate. Whatever's going to get your attention, that's how God is going to speak to you. Jesus often taught in parables so that they understood. They got a clearer picture of what was being talked about. He talked about seeds being sown. He talked about a lost coin and a lost sheep. He talked about other things that they could associate with fishing. And he talked to them in ways that brought it down to say, I don't want to exclude anyone. I want everybody to understand this. And I want them to hear this. And I want them to get it. He spoke to Moses in a burning bush. He spoke to Pharaoh in signs and wonders. He spoke to Hezekiah through illness. He spoke to Babylonia astrologers through stars. He spoke to Belshazzar with a hand writing on the wall. And he spoke to Balaam through a donkey. You hear me? God will do whatever He's got to do to get you to hear Him. But you've also got to be willing to say, God, however you choose to do it, however you choose to say it, God, help me. To be willing to listen. Before I can ever be a doer of the word. I first have to be a hearer of that word. Before I can ever say thus saith the Lord. I have to hear from the Lord. And I pray that we would be so serious about that. And that would come into our hearts and our minds. That when we pray, we say, God, I don't want to just speak. I don't just want to be an encourager. God, I don't want to just go lay hands on somebody and pray for them. God, but I want to know that I have heard from you. God, I'll do whatever I've got to do, God. But every time I have an opportunity to speak of someone, God, about you. Every time I have an opportunity to witness, God. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help me to go before them. God, that in my spirit, I could say, I know I've heard from the Lord. I know I've heard from him. And that's why I can say, thus saith the Lord. You will never hear me say, thus saith the Lord, if I have not first heard him say it into my spirit. The only way I'm going to know what he said is to listen. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You say, well, how can I do that with so much noise? How can I hear above the cries of the people? How can I hear above all the chaos and all of the noise? It's in this moment that we're crying out to God and looking for God, waiting to hear a word. I found myself just a few weeks ago praying and I was praying, God, I need you to speak. I need you to speak to my heart, Lord. I need you to speak to my mind. I need direction. God, I need wisdom, Lord. I pray right now that you would speak. And as I prayed, it was so much noise and so much chaos. All of the thoughts of what's going on in our world were troubling my mind and my spirit. And I began to pray and I said, God, I 
need you to speak louder than the chaos. I need you to speak louder than the wind. I need you to speak louder than the fire and the raging seas. I need you to speak louder than the media. I need you to speak louder than all the haters. I need you to start shouting it from the rooftops. God, because I can't hear you. All of the noise is keeping me from hearing you. And I felt the Lord speak to me and say, it's not the noise that is stopping you from hearing me. You just have to listen for my voice that has already been speaking through the noise. You've got to be intent enough and tuned in enough that even in all of that, you can still hear my voice. He took me to 1 Kings. It says, Elijah was to go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great strong wind, rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. God, I was trying to hear, but you're going to have to be a little louder if you're going to talk over that wind, because that's all I could hear. God, if you're trying to convey something to me, all of that noise, you're going to have to speak louder than that. The Bible says, and after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. God, you're going to have to be a little louder if you are talking over the earthquake. There's too much noise. God, you're going to have to be louder than that because I can't hear you through all of that. You're going to have to be louder. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. I still can't hear you, God. I still can't hear you above all of this. You're going to have to yell. You're going to have to shout. You're going to have to speak louder than all of these things. But the Bible says, and after the fire, a still, small voice. Not loud, not rambunctious, not louder than the fire, not louder than the earthquake, not louder than the wind. But it was in that still, small voice. It was not a matter of God speaking louder than the circumstances. But to let Elijah know, I am speaking in spite of your circumstances. I don't have to yell above the fire. I can speak in the fire and through the fire. But you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to be very, very still. And very silent. And you're going to have to wait on me. And you're going to have to get to the place where in spite of all of that, you can hear me. That you can hear that still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it. That he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? He finally heard it, and it was not the way he anticipated. It was not the way that he probably hoped it would be. Because it would be easy to to think that God would speak in the wind and in the fire and in all of those things, because God can speak however He chooses. Even Hebrews told us He spoke in many ways in different times. However God would have chosen that day, and Elijah's on the lookout, waiting on Him to hear, waiting on Him to speak, and nothing was coming, and Elijah's sitting there, saying what what's wrong with me why am i not hearing all of this and then it came in that still small voice 
I wonder how often we are anticipating on God being the one who adjusts his volume of his voice so that we could hear instead of us doing our part to say, God, you're speaking loud enough. God, but I've got too many distractions. I'm listening to too many other things right now, God, and I haven't been able to hear you like I need to hear you. God, there's been too many moving parts, God, too much noise, too, too much, th- too many things that are so loud in my ear. God, but help me to get to the place, God, where I can tune all of those things out. God, that when you say my name and you call out to me, God, that I would hear you and I would respond and say, here I am, Lord. I'm listening. I'm listening. Help me to come to the realization that God is speaking. Even when we don't hear Him like we thought it would be, He's speaking. And when we feel like God is not saying anything, perhaps that is when He's speaking the loudest. If you've been praying about a situation and God has not spoken to you, perhaps God is speaking loud and clear. Or sometimes in life, I do understand that you pray and you seek God and, and you do want to hear Him and, and, and you do everything you know to do and, and then you don't hear anything back. There's no response. There's no rushing wind. There's no mighty earthquake. There's no, there's no waters blowing by. There's, there's none of that taking place. You hear nothing but silence. And in our frustration, we cry out to God. God, would you speak louder than the distractions, louder than the noise? But perhaps instead of expecting God to do all of the work and speaking louder than my storm, that it would be me that would be more intent in my listening, more devoted to His Word, to see what the Word of God has already spoken and what it's already said. Instead of me being quick to speak, let me be quick to listen. We sing a song and we quote the verse that we will never let a rock cry out in our place. Jesus said, if these would hold their peace, rocks would cry out. Yes, if we would hold our peace, rocks have a voice and they could let it out and they could speak and they could shout and they could say a few things. But you hear me tonight, even rocks know how to listen Even rocks know how to hear. Not only do they have a voice, but it's not always about speaking. It's not always about talking, but it's also about listening and hearing. For Joshua 24 says, And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us. For it hath heard all the words of the Lord. You hear me? There are some rocks uh, that can hear. They, they've heard the word of the Lord. There's some things that are unmovable. They can't do anything but just sit there. But they have heard the word of the Lord. Now you tell me, child of God, can you do the same? Can you tune in enough to know that while other stuff is happening around you, that you too could be a witness? He said, it shall therefore be a witness unto you. This stone's going to be a witness unto you because it has heard what the Lord has to say. It has heard all of the things that God has spoken. I pray that it be said of us that we too would hear the word of the Lord. Yes, we have a voice that we can speak, but I'm more concerned with what the Lord has to say. 
I understand we like to talk and be heard, not be silent and hear. But I learned this a long time ago in school. It's hard to hear or understand anything if I'm the one that was constantly talking. And I did a good job of it as a child. Unfortunately, that is one of those things that I had to figure out the hard way. But I realized that the more that I would talk and play and sing and and the teacher was trying to talk to me and impart to me, I was missing out on a whole lot of information that I needed because I was not listening. I was not tuned in. I was not paying attention. And so it is that in our life with God, if we're not careful, we're going to miss so much because we're not listening. We're not paying attention. We're not being bad. We're not doing evil things. We're just not paying attention and listening to what our teacher is trying to tell us. We're not listening to what God is trying to convey to our hearts in this hour. And we're just going along and singing and tapping our desk and doing everything else but listening to what is being spoken. And not only did it affect me, but those around me were, I was becoming a distraction to them. And no doubt, I'm sure some of them probably were there in their own little world and, and, and doing their own things that caused others to be distracted as well. But it is so important that we tune in and we give ear to what God is saying in this hour. In my relationship with God, it's amazing what all God has to say when we give Him an opportunity. We sing the song, Just a Little Talk with Jesus makes it right. Yes, it does. But it's not just because I talk to Jesus. It's because I give Jesus an opportunity to speak back to me. And I give an opportunity for Him to convey some things and share some things into my life that are beneficial for me. And that's what I am looking for tonight. Mark Batterson shares a story of an opera singer who had mysteriously lost his ability to hit certain notes, even though those notes were well within his range, for he had done it many times before. He went to all kinds of specialists, and they all thought it was a vocal problem. But one doctor thought otherwise, and so he wanted to do some more tests and study. And he discovered that an average opera singer produces 140 decibel sound waves at a meter's distance. That is slightly louder than a military jet taking off from an aircraft. And the sound is even louder inside of one's skull. That one discovery led to a diagnosis. The opera singer had been deafened by the sound of his own voice. He could no longer hear and no longer reach the notes that he had once heard. Not because he was not capable of singing them from his mouth, but it's because he could no longer hear those notes. He, he could no longer hear what needed to be done because he had been deafened by his own voice. God, don't let me be guilty of talking so much. God, and trying to convey so many things and explain myself in so many words. God, that I don't give you an opportunity to speak. God, don't ever let me get so caught up in all the things that I want to talk about and all the things that I'd like to say to you. God, that I'm deaf to your voice. God, that I can't hear you speaking. That I can't hear you trying to convey something into my heart. God, I want to hear you more than I want to be heard. God, I want you to hear me. God, tonight declare that I want to hear you. God, I want 
want you to speak to me and I will listen. God, let me be a Samuel, Lord. God, that when you're calling out to me, that I would declare, God, here I am. I am listening. God, if you have a word that I need tonight, let me hear it. God, if you're speaking something to thee in this hour, let me hear it. God, I know there are distractions. There's always going to be distractions. There's always going to be a spirit of antichrist around as long as I'm living on this earth. There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people that don't want me coming into this place and seeking your face. There's always going to be people that try to take all of this away from us. But I can't be consumed with that. God, rather I've got to make sure that I know how to get down on my knees and not just pray and talk to you, but that I learn to linger at an altar. I learn to linger at a prayer meeting. God, and give you an opportunity to speak into my heart and into my life. God, that I not come and dump all of my problems and cares on you and leave it there. God, but that I also worship you in that season and give you praise and thanksgiving that you're worthy of. God, but I also commune with you, talk to you, Lord, for the friend that you are to me. God, and spend time with you. God, but that is not on you tonight, for you have been speaking. Your voice has been calling out to us. God, as a church body, God, there have been many a times in our services where you were speaking. God, you were trying to convey a word. God, but I wonder how many times I missed it. Someone else missed it, God, because we were talking. God, because we would not stop long enough to hear what you had to say. God, because we would not slow down just a moment to say, God, I will wait on you. God, if I've got to sit here all night until you speak to me, until I feel that release, God, then I'm going to do that. I pray tonight for every home, every family, every individual that you would say, God, I want to listen. God, I want to be in tune with you. God, I want to make sure, God, that whatever's going on in my world, that that not becomes such a distraction that I can no longer hear your voice. God, I want to be so in tune with you. God, that even when you speak in that still, small voice that I'm able to hear. God, and that I receive that word with gladness. God, and even though it may not always be the word that I want, may it always be the word. Word that I need. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I pray right now, God, that you would help us. Help us, Lord, to open every ear, oh God, to hear your word. God, open our ears to listen more intently. God, because we need to hear you now more than ever. God, we need you to speak now more than ever. God, I pray that you would speak to every home, every individual. God, give them a word tonight. God, let them hear it and receive it. God, and that we would move forward. God, with every prayer that we pray, that we give you 
an opportunity, God, to respond to us. God, and speak back to us. That we pick up the Word of God again. That is the infallible Word of God. Oh, there are so many truths and so many things that already have spoken to us. God, and without fail, Lord, we can go to that Word and it will speak new life and new messages to us every day. Praise God. Praise God. I love each and every one of you. I pray that you've been blessed tonight. I want you to be encouraged. When you're praying, give God an opportunity to speak. When you're seeking the face of God, don't just convey all of the things you want to see. Don't become selfish in your prayers, but give God an opportunity to speak back into your heart and back into your home. And I know that you're going to be blessed when you do. Just a talk with Jesus makes it all right. But let Him speak to you. Amen. Declare that word right now. I am listening. God, I am listening. I, I haven't been the very best, God, over these last few weeks and months and years, God. But tonight, God, I commit to you that I am listening. Speak, Lord, for I am listening. I love you. Have a wonderful night. Thank you for tuning in with us. Remember Sunday service online only, 1030 a.m. God bless you.